Hello and welcome to EM Talk. EM Talk is a podcast sponsored by Axon Education and the Texas EMS School, and we are devoted to diving into the real world of EMS and everything relative. We interview real EMS providers, real hospital providers, real patients, and get the real story on what's going on currently in the world of EMS and what we can do to make it better. The world of medicine and healthcare is vast and seemingly endless when it comes to diagnoses, treatment, technique, and knowledge in general. Medicine has existed since humanity began. Some would say it has evolved in that time into something that most of us have come to appreciate and some have even come to practice. I believe that to truly be an efficient provider, even in the realm of the first responder, you have to gain some understanding and appreciation for other treatment techniques and forms of medicine. That understanding can help us to fully assess our patients and provide overall better care. Joining me today is Mr. Gary Collins. Gary is a licensed physical therapist, licensed massage therapist, and practitioner of craniosacral therapy and the Jones counterstrain technique. Gary and I had decided to do this podcast while undergoing a treatment for myself. So what you're about to hear is that treatment session and a, uh, a follow-up with Gary. Okay. It just seems like a, a, lot, a lot of it is intuitive. So uh, I, I, I go with, uh, with, with, with what feels right. Well, perfect. Well, I'm a talker, so talk away. Whereas on the other hand, the uh, the counter strain treatment is uh, is not really intuitive, okay? So it's more of like a it's more like left brain. Gotcha. Craniosacral uh, tends to be uh, rather right brain. So when you say rhythm, what does that mean? What are you referring to? Well, the reason why that there's a rhythm, I'm, I'll answer that two ways. The reason why there's a rhythm is because uh, is because the cerebros spinal fluid that circulates around the brain and the spine it's continuously output it's uh it's only intermittently absorbed okay so it's always flowing but not always being absorbed correct okay all right and uh so the intermittent absorption it creates an expansion and a contraction of the cerebrospinal system so every time it's absorbed, the system responds. That's right. What, what, what is it, when it's resorbed, the system contracts a little bit. Okay. 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 Like for example, what I'm feeling at your feet right here is uh, is uh, a contraction. Okay. And then an expansion. A contraction. And then an expansion. So like almost like a heartbeat. Yes. But just specifically geared towards the yeah. spinal system, or the nervous system, I guess yes. it would be. Now the reason why I can feel that throughout your entire body, like at your feet and ankles, for mm -hmm. example, is, uh, is, uh, is because the continuity of the fascia. That, uh, so like the tissue buildup. Yeah, the fascia connects everything in the, in the entire body. Okay. In fact, it's like a continuous system of, uh, of, of, of envelopes and sheaths. Well, because I guess there's like no place where it's not not there. Like, whereas bone, you know, there's little spaces in between the bone yep. where, where the fluid is yep. and everything. But with the, with the tissues, it's just all throughout. There's no space yep. where it doesn't happen or it's not Correct. there. That makes sense. Now see, even with the, even with the bone, even the covering on the, on the bone, uh, 
that the outer covering is a periosteum, okay? And that is fascia. And see, I never think of it like that. The part of, I mean, most of the time when I see bone or anything, it's, you know, torn torn up or whatever, so it's, I'm never seeing it clean and, and connected. Now see, what I'm, uh, what I'm, what I'm, so far your rhythm has drawn me to, uh, to, uh, to, to this place right here, on, okay? Okay. All right. Most people have some level of a, uh, of a, of, of a restriction at their, uh, at their, uh, uh, somewhere in the area of their, of their spine, their pelvis. Okay. Okay. All right. So, some people have a, a big restriction there, like, for example, somebody that's had a, uh, a surgery, or like, for example, if a, uh, if a woman had had uh, a, uh, a hysterectomy or, uh, or a C-section. Something that right. threw the body yes, out of homeostasis. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. That's cool. And I've had all sorts of stuff happen uh, in that area. I've had double hernias, appendectomy, um, various illnesses and injuries that were abdominal related. Now, a lot of people also have a, uh, a restriction at the area of the respiratory diaphragm. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not I'm not feeling that you have have very much of one right there. Okay. And what All would right. cause the restriction, like the, the and, inability and, to absorb and, or reabsorb? And, and any number of things, just uh, just the uh, uh, the impacts and the traumas of life. Uh, some of them being uh, major, some of them being minor. <laughs> well, that's been pretty accident from my whole life, right. so no telling. As have I. Yeah, with the with the broken neck. So that's an interesting thing to me. So how did how did you recover from that? Was it traditional? Uh, you know what? I, I I didn't even get physical therapy. Nobody ordered it for it. For but a broken neck. Yeah. Despite the fact that uh, that I was as weak as a kitten when I when I when they when I got out of traction, I was in traction for five weeks, but I was 21. All right. So you you recover. See, I didn't I didn't lose any function. I didn't lose any function from uh, from my from my injury. And that's I mean that's crazy to right. not not have a deficit from that of some kind. That was an extreme pain. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. So, so have I, you maintained any kind of pain from that or uh, no at, issues? At my right right side, uh, SI sacro my sacroiliac joint. Mm -hmm. I've got, uh, I have, I have arthritis in that area more, more so than in my neck. Amazingly enough. I guess you some, you probably. That's where they took the graft. Oh, okay. I was going to say maybe you compensated after the, the removal, but. See, nobody ordered physical therapy for me after I had my arm in a, uh, my wrist in a cast for six months and. I mean, it's all crooked, and there's definitely a deficit. Every place where I've been so far on you, I'm just, I'm still just assessing your rhythm. Okay. okay. So how does that assessment work? Like, what is, what is it you're feeling? Well, when there's restrictions there, yeah, the the rhythm feels uh, asymmetrical. Either either from 
left to right or just uh, compared to another area of the body. Okay. Is it like feeling for tension, kind of? Uh, yes. I mean, like for example, more more tension in the, in the right side of your body at a certain area, like for example, at your hip or your pelvis, mm -hmm. that would that would produce a, a soft tissue restriction there. Okay. Okay. Or it might also be correct to say that uh, that, uh, that that the soft tissue restriction uh, puts tension there. Okay. Yeah, which I guess that would be the case. The tension is the is the uh, consequence or the effect, and the cause is the the fascia. There's a uh, a small bone. Uh, uh, do, do you know about the hyoid bone? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I'm feeling right now. Sometimes it's restricted. Especially, especially for anybody that's received any kind of a, uh, a trauma to the neck or the throat, okay? <laughs> I've had my jaw dislocated twice. All right, okay. And, and your jaw gets my attention, okay? Got some asymmetries there. I touch you above your upper lip. That assesses uh, your, your rhythm and your maxilla. Assesses it uh, in a few places. Your your zygomatics, cheekbones, mm -hmm. and then uh, also uh, um, the palatines and the vomer. The nasal bone. Never broken my nose. All right. So. <laughs> and then, and then, Not good there. <laughs> Then the relationship between your nasal and your frontal bone. And that, I have, I've had uh, issues on the left side of my okay. face. I've been, had my whole side of my face just knocked out of whack from a All hockey right. puck. Okay. You must have lived up north for a while. No, that's the problem. All right. <laughs> I didn't know how to play hockey. And uh, we got hockey stuff one year. Was that Christmas. over here uh, by, by Cal Young? No, we weren't even. We were at my house. We were playing out my I driveway. See. I see. And my brother hit a hockey puck right into my eye. And uh, I ended up at the hospital on Christmas Day. And I've, I've got um, muscular damage there. All right. Right above my eye. I can't hold my eyelid open all the time. Now, your left arm got my attention. Well, yeah, it's it's... Really? Pretty, pretty bad. All right. I mean, it's all torn up. Your right, your right arm did not so much. Yeah, I've broken the left one more than, more than once. Now, when I say that it, uh, that it got my attention, what, what I mean by that is, uh, is uh, feeling your rhythm in that left arm. It got my attention. Okay. So it like it. And likewise, your rhythm in your right leg gets my attention more so than than the left one for whatever reason and see that's the part that's interesting to me is is what what causes it like that's the hardest part that uh -huh. I when I was reading through all the stuff I was like man I just I can't comprehend that now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a pause on your rhythm 
Okay, all right. I'm going to go up underneath your sacrum here. And the way I put a pause on it, now I, 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 I don't have to do that from the sacrum. I can do it from the head. I can do it just about anywhere. But what I do is uh, I get into the rhythm again. At the, at the sacrum, it's going kind of like up and down. So is it is the whole thing like slow or fast? Like uh, your rhythm is faster than mine. Okay. And is that so? What is that usually relative to? Is that like do you find that the the younger you are, the the slower the rhythm, or the younger you are, the faster the rhythm, or is it just very variable? Just kind of depends on the uh, children's rhythm is, is is faster than adults. Right, kind of similar like all the vitals would be faster yes. in, in a child. Everything's probably healthier. Whereas at, you know, any age above 20, you start to lose function in lots of places. Now, as far as, uh, as far as what the variables are and the, and, uh, and the speed of the rhythm in, a, in, in an adult, I can't, I can't really answer that. I've I, I wondered that myself. I've wondered whether it has something to do with a, with a metabolic rate, for example. But I just don't know. I have a podcast episode all about health and fitness. Uh -huh. And uh, he's a bodybuilder. And he's trained his body's metabolism to be much, much faster. Um, he'll eat 4,000 calories in a day. Uh -huh. and, and still look absolutely yeah. fit. Yeah. So... It's just, I mean, I guess the the healthier the lifestyle, I guess the metabolic rate would be could be faster. I used to take it in like that. I can't come close to eating that. And I used to bicycle quite a bit when I was living in Austin in my thirties. I've heard that. I mean, a lot of people I know that bicycle like just love it. It becomes like a whole lifestyle. Bicycling. Yeah, and I've always been interested in it. It's just. Though the distances that people ride is what is amazing to me. Mm -hmm. Like 30 miles, 40 miles. Like uh -huh. By mile two, I'd be like, man, I'm pretty far from home. Better, better turn around. <laughs> well, and then, and then, I mean, as, as, you're, as, as you make improvements, not only in uh, musculoskeletal, but, 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 but cardiovascular, actually, the cardiovascular happens first as far as the changes. But, uh, uh, and then, uh, and then, you, and then, then uh, after that, after that second or third mile, then uh, then then you get into your second wind, okay. Just kind of stop feeling pain from it, or, or, or stop feeling of... fatigue. Right, right. Well, and I guess I've noticed, like compared to lifting and doing cardio exercises, I progress much faster at the cardio exercises than I do at lifting. Mm -hmm. Like it may take me four months to increase the amount of weight I can lift, but I can increase the distances I can run within a, you know, a few weeks mm -hmm. just from doing it and being repetitive and doing it more and more. So that makes sense. Now I'm, I, uh, 
I just felt drawn to uh, to start at this at this leg, okay? Okay. And I'm kind of I'm directing my the energy of my hands through your leg and and into this into this place where I've got my hand on your abdomen. Okay. So what got you interested in this in this type of treatment? Because you I mean you obviously started in a a more traditional style yes. of treatment. Yes. Well, where I got started was I got I got started with the counter strength. Okay. The that's the Lawrence Jones, right? Yes, correct. Okay. You kind of looked that up also. Yeah, yeah, I was really interested in that. And that was that was probably like in '97 uh, or '98 that uh, I heard a colleague in the hospital talking about it, and uh, I was intrigued by it. So I looked into it, went and took my first course, and and. Uh, I found that to be so profound that it uh, that it changed uh, it it changed much of my approach to just about everything that I was doing with my with my patients. Just a, a different understanding of yes. the body system. Yes. That's and, cool. And and how to alleviate pain and dysfunction. Okay. Well, and, and see the way that you're describing how you got into that is exactly why I wanted to do an episode like this. Okay. Because. I feel like a better understanding or even just a different understanding of, you know, how your body works and what could help someone overall helps you to have a, a better interest in their well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just about what you have seen work. It's about what could be out there, what could work. You know, what's different about this person as opposed to this other person over here. So that's interesting. And uh, a lot of chiros, like chiropractors that I talk to, have a similar uh, interest in, in that type of medicine. So then after I, uh, after I took that, that, uh, that craniosacral course, and, uh, and, and two years later, I took my next, pardon me, I said craniosacral. The Jones, yeah. yeah, the chemistry. And so after that is when you got interested in the cranial sacral part of well, it. Well, I, I I took uh, I took two more um, counter strength courses, okay, and I uh, all all completely different courses or all all, all completely different. Okay. One, one one was spinal, one was extremity, and then uh, now what I'm going to do I'm going to slide up underneath your sacrum. In fact, if you roll that way just a little bit, just so I can get up underneath here. Down. I like Price is Right, doesn't it? <laughs> I used to love that show. It was like the, if you were homesick from school, it was the only show that was on. <laughs> and uh, and then Drew Carey took it over. And uh-huh. He didn't do too bad. It's not terrible with Drew Carey, it's just different. So uh, so after that third course in, uh, in Counter Strain, the, uh, the instructor who's the head of the uh, Jones Institute, which is based out of San Diego, he, he told all the, and, and that was that was an advanced course. Um, he told all the participants, participants that, uh, that he, he recommended to everyone that they go get into some craniosacral uh, stuff also. And I was, uh, I was intrigued about craniosacral anyway, so that, uh, that uh, that cemented it for me. Right. 
Just so, having somebody that was yeah, also yeah. interested in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. But also not only that, but uh, I mean, this guy, this guy was a he was a master and a, an expert at uh, counter strain. So, so for him to encourage us to do that, it just made sense to go ahead and uh, and delve into that. So, so then, uh, so then after that, the next course that I went to go take was a was a craniosacral course, and uh, that was that just like the counter strain. It's a uh, four day course, and. And then, so at this point, I've had, uh, I've taken six uh, counter-strain courses, and I've taken six craniosacral courses. Okay. Wow. And I so, how, I mean, how long are the courses generally when you go to them? Just different lengths based on the subject matter? Um, they, uh, um, the counter-strain courses run about three days, run okay. three days, and, uh, and, the, and the craniosacral courses are usually like, like four-day courses. That's a, I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you if you have ever been to like a whole day course, it's a lot to sit there for three four days and listen to material. No, it depends it, on how how interesting it true. is. True, and that's where I was going. Was you know, was it has it all every time you go? Does it still like spark oh, your yeah. interest? Because it always takes you to uh, to a new level, and not only that, but. Uh, and, and the more advanced courses in, each, in either one of those, there's there's less lecture time and there's and there's more lab and practice time. Okay. So do they bring in patients for you to work with, or do you work with each other? Yeah, we work with each other. That's neat. And that way you can kind of feel what it feels like as yes. well. That's smart. So before you actually went to go get training in it, did you go do something similar like what I'm doing and, you know, get a session and... and just see if you liked that, or was uh-huh. it just like I, I just want to go do it? I did, yeah. That's, That's cool. what I did. I guess. I mean, I guess it'd be the same as asking him. <laughs> a paramedic. Have you, you know, before you went to paramedic school, did you, uh, did you ever get in a car wreck and yeah. see what that felt like? You ever drive your car off a bridge? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are fun calls. And so. Uh, so you're a physical therapist at the time that you decided to do all that, and um, obviously uh, it is a different style of treatment. Um, what about your colleagues? Or what's their interest level in all of this at the time? Did you have any colleagues that were also doing similar treatments? Since I've since I've got into this work, yes, I've had I've had some colleagues uh, go out and take. Uh, uh, Go out and get into some into some counter strain, okay? But uh, none of my none none of my colleagues locally uh, have gotten into it uh, to the extent that I have. I mean, as far as I know, uh, you're the only one in this area that does it, um, and I know that may be incorrect. And you probably don't want to pitch anybody else's business, but um, I you know I don't. I didn't see anybody else that does it in the area, which... Um, now, you were just looking at the, at the craniosacral. Probably, yeah, right. probably. That may be why. Because, I mean, the other one, uh, when I was looking at the, the counter-strain stuff, there seems to be a lot more information on, on that that I found. Um, the craniosacral one was harder to find information on. 
So did you ever meet uh, any of the, the founders of these things? Was um, that, are I, they I, ever I, present at any of the stuff that you go to? No. Huh? That's always neat to meet people that came up with whatever you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Kind of like meeting, like if you're a comic book fan, you meet Stan Lee, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh wow, it's the guy that wrote all this stuff. Are you a comic book fan? I I have been, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So am I. It's it's harder to do so now, just because everything's about the movies now, and mm-hmm. so it doesn't even. It's like it's almost like it doesn't even matter what was in the comics anymore because they've just got their own world going on. It irks me when the movies don't follow the. Uh... The, the, the comic book storyline, yeah. I mean, and, and I get it. I mean, it'd be really, really difficult to follow a lot of that stuff just because of, I mean, the technical aspect of it. Like, how do you even create some of it? But it feels like they've got the technology to pretty much do anything they want to do at this point. So why not just do it, like, exactly how it happens? But I don't know if you ever read the Harry Potter books, but it was a similar I saw thing. the movies. Yeah, it's a similar thing. I mean, the, the books are way more detailed than the movies. Never, the movies are never as good as the books are in anything, really. But so while I was up there working, there was one day that uh, one of my colleagues, a person that uh, that that she was working with, um, a uh, a guy that had it, that was in a in a rollover car crash, okay. And uh, he had uh, he had a myriad of uh, of fractures, uh, especially in his lower body, pelvic, spine. Um, he just had fractures all over, and uh, and, he, and he was in so much pain that uh, he couldn't he wasn't enduring any movement whatsoever. So uh, so as a result, his rehab process was not going well at all. Okay, he was just. Uh, so the pain kept him from being sure. able to, to yeah. comply. Yes, and do it. exactly. He was in that much pain. All right, and as a result, he was total assist for everything. And uh, I mean, his pain was at level ten. With uh, even when he just laying there, let alone trying to move or be moved. And the, is this on pain meds or no? Uh, yes, but uh, I can't answer that. I'm, ju- I'm sure that he was on pain meds. Okay. Right. I, I was not his primary therapist, so uh, I can't answer those kind of questions in depth. But uh, the the uh, the therapist who who was his primary, she asked me to uh, to go in and do a uh, a counter strain treatment on him, okay, uh, to in an effort to uh, alleviate some of his pain, so that he could uh, so that he could be able to engage in the process a little better. But as soon as I walked in and met him and heard his story, um, I assessed right off that uh, that what he really needed from me was not counter strain, but uh, but craniosacral. So I did a about an hour craniosacral session with him, and uh, and uh, in the process of doing that, in the process of my assessment, he didn't even tell me that he had a problem with his right shoulder. It was secondary to uh, to his lower body pain, okay? Okay. But uh, but I, I picked it out just while I was doing the craniosacral assessment, and uh, so I I treated him for about an hour, and uh, and, at, and at the end of that, and and, and into the next day and the day after that, uh, the craniosacral removed all of his pain. 
treatment uh, uh, worked great for him. It, it, if, if she had asked me to see him again, if I was going to treat him again, I might have done counter strain on him, okay? His, uh, his, uh, just from the way he was walking with a walker, it was obvious that he still had some, um, a plethora of, 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 of issues going on. But uh, she Well, I could imagine that. there's just a lot there. So anyway, that was an example of uh, of, uh, of the capacity for the craniosacral to to make a big difference with that guy. Well, and that's I mean that's I imagine that there's a lot of um, fibromyalgia patients mm -hmm. yes. and things like and that, the, and, that, and they that do well with this. I've got a friend that suffered, well, still suffers from fibromyalgia, but. I think she, woman. Okay, a woman, yeah. yeah, and I think she ended up doing something similar. I, I never really asked specifically what the treatment was because it wasn't my area of interest at the time. But I might reach out and see what she ended up doing because I mean she was on all sorts of pain meds and all. I mean just anything you could think of, she had tried, and eventually she was able to find a treatment that worked. And I, I want to say it was it was something not traditional. Was it a treatment she got here? I don't know. I really don't. Um, I know I mean, she lived lived here at the time, so it might have been. But I know that a lot of her treatment was taking place in Lubbock. And that's where I went to massage therapy school. I bet you work with a lot of motorcycle wrecks. Yeah. Um, and, the, and it goes one of two ways. They're either almost dead or absolutely fine. Um, the right. ones that wear the right equipment are usually okay. Mm -hmm. They usually are able to slide away from it and, and roll into a ditch or something and be okay. When they hit something, it's over. It's mm -hmm. That's usually, there's no positive outcome there. Murder, motorcycles are death traps. Yeah, they are, definitely are. They're cool, and yeah. I like them, but yeah. <laughs> they are death yeah. traps. <laughs> You can't help but admire a good-looking bike. Oh, yeah. But I had a dirt bike for a while, and I'm surprised I didn't kill myself on it. I'm so glad that I was able to talk my son out of any kind of fascination with him. It's just, I mean, it's uh, they're money pits. They're dangerous. They're not practical at all. Especially for Except for the fact that, that they have, get better gas mileage than a That's car. That's it. That, that'll give it. But, I mean, you know, if you needed to go travel somewhere on ice, you couldn't do it. Yeah. But I guess, really, you probably shouldn't drive on ice anyways. That's That would be my advice, at least in Abilene. Because it may not be you that's going to screw up, but somebody else will. So you have children. How many children do you have? Uh, I got uh, two kids. I got a 28-year-old girl. Okay. Who just graduated with her with a business degree uh, from Hardin-Simmons. Mm. Getting ready to go after her MBA. My son works uh, with the fire department. Yeah. And how old is he? 
He's 26. Good release going on here at your, at your jaw. And so I can feel like uh, initially less less pull, less tension, mm-hmm. and then more, and then it's like a more relaxed feeling. Mm-hmm. And what I'm doing right now, I'm doing I'm I'm actually doing a I'm doing a, I'm doing a compression on your TMJ. That's that's prior to my doing a, a decompression. But even with that compression, I'm feeling that feeling for the release. And if you're wondering what the what, what the re, what, what the release actually feels like, as soon as I lay my hands on a uh, whatever area it is that I'm working on, the uh, the tissues start to move and change right away. Okay. Like, uh, is it something you can feel moving? Me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now the person who's getting the treatment uh, may not necessarily feel it themselves. I mean, like, I can definitely sense changes in in that area. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't really know how to describe it, but I can definitely feel a change there. Mm-hmm. So when you have people come, how often do you recommend that they come? Um, well, it depends on, it depends on what's going on with that person. It depends on, on uh, if, if they've had an injury or whatever, okay? Okay. Um. I mean, Judd's come to see me uh, like every other week. Um, I've got uh, I got this 82-year-old gal who uh, she she got she got backed over, not ran over, but knocked knocked down and, and backed over by by a car. Okay, hit her head, hit her hip. Gosh, she was like dizzy as heck and falling all the time. All right, she still she she comes in to see me once a week. Now she's uh for the most part she she's she's doing real well, and I think part of the reason why she just comes in to see me is just because she likes the treatment. Okay. Well, and I All can right. understand that. If I go back to a massage uh, therapist, that'll be uh, why. It's a very uh, relaxing treatment, and so is this. This has been a relaxing experience as well. So I can definitely understand wanting to come regularly. And then as you see results, I mean that's. That's an even bigger pull. And occasionally, she'll get pain, like in her back or, or whatever, or hip. And then, uh, and then, and then sometime instead of doing in craniosacral, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do a good uh, counter strength treatment, and then that, uh, that takes care of the, of the pain that's in the specific locations. So, Pardon me. the, the, the response to the treatment. How long does it typically take before you see that response? I mean, you said one treatment, but was her response like a day, or was it that same day, or you know, what's what's kind of the typical response time? Um, it uh, it it that is something that completely varies. Okay. Okay. Um, now, uh, I I like to tell people, I like to be straight up with people, if they if they'll let me be straight up with them. Uh, and 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 tell people that uh, that I want them. I like I like the people who come in my door for treatment. I like them to have uh, to be able to to uh, 
to say that they've had that they have a significant, noticeable, uh, lasting improvement after three visits. Okay. Right. All right. And uh, and for some people that means uh, pain's all better and, and no need to come in again. All right. And then for others that might mean uh, that uh, that they realize that they're that they're on the right track. All right. They notice the difference, yes. but there's still work to be done. Yes, exactly. I got you. Now, some people, even though I, uh, even though I tell people um, that they may not notice a big improvement after one visit, um, and, uh, and 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 people people usually kind of like verbally um, express an understanding of that. And yet, at the same time, some people come in after and after one treatment, they don't, uh, they don't, they don't have a noticeable improvement. Okay, and then and then that's the last I see them. All right, but uh, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, and then I just at that point I just have to conclude that uh, that that they were not intended to uh, be working with me on a, on any kind of a ongoing basis. Well, and I mean, any kind of treatment, you know, whether it's this or uh, going to the doctor or whatever, a lot of it has to do with whether or not you are wanting it to work. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of healing is mental. Um, And uh, you'll see that all the time. I'll see people that, you know, they're, they're suffering from something and you provide the appropriate treatment and their vitals may change. Physically, there may be a change, but they'll tell you they don't feel any different. And it's because, you know, they were negative towards it or they didn't want to feel any different. And uh, I think that, that goes with, with anything, really. And so I, I would imagine that if people come in here with the attitude that if this doesn't work, you know, immediately I'm out of here, then there's no way that they're ever going to experience any difference. Um, so I wouldn't put that on anything that you do I would put that on the person's perspective and and what they want to receive out of the treatment because I come in here pretty pretty open-minded about everything and expecting you know whatever I should expect you know I, I kind of just expected to to learn about it and everything but I'll tell you I mean I do feel more relaxed I feel less tension uh throughout for the most part so um I really, it has to, a lot of it has to be, you know, what you want to work. Um, but I don't know. It's, uh, I'm pretty positive mentally anyway, so maybe that has a lot to do with it. But I think it's, uh, I think it's interesting. So, it, I mean, if you were, were to pick a type of person that this would benefit the most, like, what, what did you, in your opinion, is somebody that could benefit? Like, give me an example of, of the type of patient that you think would benefit from something like this. Um, I may have to give you one of my brochures, Jed. <laughs> it, uh, it describes uh, the, uh, the host of uh, different uh, conditions and, and uh, maladies and situations that, uh, that benefit from it, okay, from... From, from emotional and depression and, 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 and PTSD, all right, to, uh, to fibromyalgia, chronic pain, um, acute pain, 
um, chronic fatigue. That was that that one right there is something that's interesting to me. I have I have a lot of sleep issues, um, just from bad habits of how of my well from work life. I mean, really working night and day and being up, getting two hours of sleep every twenty four hours, things like that. Um, and so that was something I tried to look further into when I was kind of you know researching this. So what what's the the idea behind that? Like how does how would it help with fatigue and and sleep and, and things like that? Well, what craniosacral does, all right, it uh, when I'm back to the whole assessment thing. When I was feeling what was going on at your feet mm -hmm. and all and all the way up to the top of your head. Um, there's a uh, there's an energy that courses through those tissues. Okay. Okay. All right. It would be hard for me to describe those uh, that energy. Okay. All right. I will go ahead and say that uh, that one thing that uh, one thing that Einstein uh, taught us was that was that energy that matter and matter and energy are, are are different manifestations of the same thing. Okay. Okay. So our tissues have energy that courses through them, all right? All matters of energy, all right? Like, for example, much of what happens in the body is, uh, is uh, electrochemical, right. okay? All right, from the propagation of the, of the nerve impulse to the muscle contraction, all that is electrochemical, okay? Okay. Agreed? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, that, I mean, those, those are all forms of energy. Let me, let me feel your rhythm here again before I continue on with that. Um, now, what else was I going to say? So, when, uh, when, when the body's been like, like, like disrupted, mm -hmm. um, Something's um, got some aspect of the system of the body. Go ahead and uh, bend this knee up. I'm going to go up underneath your sacrum. Okay. Um, and then go ahead and roll towards me. And then come on back. Now I'm going to go up underneath your spine and go ahead and drop that leg. What craniosacral does is uh, it... Uh, it lends the energy of my of my hands when I've done my assess when I've done my assessment and I'm drawn to the area that needs to be uh, released first. Mm -hmm. Okay, then uh, the energy uh, from the contact of my hands it uh, it lends to the energy in the tissues. The tissues have a uh, have a natural ability to heal themselves, and not only that, but the body the body wants to be healed. Right. Okay. So, uh, so the energy from that uh, from that contact it, it helps facilitate a healing in the body. Okay. That makes sense. It helps. Uh, I'm going to compare it one one uh, I one thing about me I'm the uh, 
I'm the prince of the stupid analogy. <laughs> it's okay. I do the same thing. All right. When you, uh, craniosacral is kind of like uh, going to the bowling alley and hitting the, uh, the reset button on the bowling alley. Okay. Just kind of uh, a realignment of everything. Yes. Putting the, everything back into homeostasis. Yes. Exactly. Well, and I, uh, I wrote a paper once about um, about the body's uh, ability to heal itself, and the uh, the idea was, you know, everything everything is about homeostasis. Every reaction that your body has to pain, to illness, to injury, to anything is all about the body trying to maintain homeostasis. And anything that's you know out of whack is is also a response to that as well. And um, the goal of treatment of any kind is to return the body to homeostasis. So I guess you know it's a reset button. The goal is to reset because your body starts out in homeostasis and is always fighting to get back to that. And it's it's its normal um, rhythm, I guess, is mm -hmm. is to be you know even and, and neutral kind of like a pH balance there's a perfect level there somewhere so that's that's interesting that you would say it that way because I, I think about it the same the same exact way just a reset button it's also what I call defibrillation whenever I teach CPR All right. it's the reset button let me uh, uh I'll paint a, another analogy, another comparison between uh, counterstrain and uh, and uh, and craniosacral. Okay, like uh, when I, when I'm doing the counterstrain, I uh, I'll be I'll I'll be charting. Uh, I'll be I'll be checking s specific points. Okay. Okay. Throughout the uh, body, uh, throughout the spine, and 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 uh, and also into the other and into the areas where there's a pain complaint. Okay. Okay. And uh, so it's it's uh, it's it's methodical. It's left brain, okay. The craniosacral is, is 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 not. It's more right brain. I think I already told you that. But like look, like for example, um, picture yourself. Picture yourself. Uh, kind of. Wait a minute. I'm I'm feeling your rhythm here. I'm doing a, another pause on it, and then. Uh, and then after that, we'll be wrapped up. I think I'm just going to stay here with your uh, with your sacrum and do a little bit more traction. Seem like it's wanting to uh, release a little bit more. But anyway, uh, so picture yourself in a uh, in a in in the middle of a of an open area, a field or whatever. Okay, dense. Dense peat soup bogs. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, um, so dense that uh, that beyond 30 feet, you don't really don't have much visibility. Okay. And uh, you can't quite figure out uh, which way to go with a uh, with a uh, with 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 craniosacral. A uh, pardon me. With with the counter strain, a map and a compass could 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 get you out of there. Okay. Okay. All right. So there is a direction to go. Yes. Right. A for sure direction. Yes. And with with the craniosacral, all right, it's like all you, you've just got this intuition. 
that uh, your hunch is that is that the area that you need to go is uh, is 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 uh, off in a certain direction. Okay. So I feel like I need to go. Left. That's right. That's okay. right. All right. If you have to pick a direction, then your intuition is telling you that it's probably like like that way. All right. Kind of okay. the direction that your that your hand is uh, indicating. Go ahead and bend. And roll. And I think that's got it, Judd. Well, I'll tell you what, it was definitely a relaxing thing. And I, I, uh, I learned a lot. Like, going through it, mm -hmm. I, I had thought about just having a conversation about it, uh -huh. but I, I don't think I would understand it as well without, like, uh -huh. experiencing yeah. it. So... I think that is really good. Like, what's your your age qualification for this? Can you, anybody? I mean, uh, just just yesterday. Let's see, was it yesterday or was it or was it the day before? The, 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 the days run in. Now today's Tuesday. Yeah, it was. Pardon me, it was yesterday that uh, uh, this woman. Uh, I was supposed to treat this guy that I've known for a while. He had ankle problem, but. Uh, but he, he didn't make it in here, so and so instead, the uh, the the wife, the mom, they got uh, they got they got they got a few kids. She brings her uh, her, her four year old boy and uh, that that had 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 some issues, some uh, some 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 blows to the head uh, when uh, uh, when he was younger. Yes, or? when he was younger. Okay, all right. Apparently, uh, had a couple concussions. And then prior to that, I've, I've, only, I've treated like like six pediatrics now. And, and do uh, you, I mean, I guess that's, it's harder for them to like uh, verbalize their uh -huh. response to it. So yeah. it's definitely more of like a feeling thing with of that, course. I would imagine. So, because with me, I mean, I can tell you, oh, that feels better and, or, you know, I, my response, but, you know, anything with kids, even, even doing a, EMS with pediatric patients, it's like, well, they, they don't respond the same way. They don't tell you. Uh -huh. They don't verbalize hardly any yeah. of it. And so you're just working with, uh, you know, what do I know works? What do I, what do I feel is going to work with this situation? So, well, that's interesting. So how do people find you? How to, how does, how does one go about getting an appointment or coming to you? What do, what do they need to do? Well, I mean, I, uh, um, uh, I, I've got a website. Okay. Okay. What's that website? I would say that from both Gary and myself being in the medical field, you get a lot of people that look down on anything that isn't strict what I like to call hospital medicine. If it can't be found in a protocol book, then it isn't real. I can't tell you how many times that I've had to go outside of the general protocol in order to properly care for my patients, and I'm sure Gary can say the same. We've learned thousands of new healthcare methods every year since the inception of medicine. To say that we have a complete understanding of medicine or anything else, especially the human body, is just ignorant. Open your mind a little bit. Do some research. Be willing to learn. If you want to be a good caretaker, then stick to the protocol. If you want to be a great caretaker, then take care of your patient. Don't be a cookbook medic. Knowledge is vital, and EMS, it's life and death. See you next time on EM Talk.